Coogan Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global. Let me just get you in shot. Um, delighted to be joined by Dean White. How are you, mate? I am good. How are you? I'm all good. I know you're a bit of a swayer, but when you sway sometimes, you sway out of shot. You do that. My bad. I'll try and uh, stay still for you. Uh, how's things? What kind of updates can you give us about what's going on regarding some of your fighters? Um, I'm literally just here trying to pencil the schedule for some of the boys. Uh, one, I've got a cruiserweight meant to be out March the 28th, um, but that's not confirmed yet. Um, super middleweight maybe out March the 28th. Shakan's out March the 28th, but that's three fighters already. Same day, Shakan's obviously confirmed. Um, I've got uh, Mason Smith, which I signed. He's a 140. He'll probably be out in May, early May. Um, and who else is there? Have I missed anyone? I can't think right now. My brain's going to be blank. But at the minute, I'm just working on, uh, you know, st structuring dates for these boys to go out um, and do their stuff, you know. Uh, some are making their debuts. Uh, some are making their UK debuts because Steve Woodall's done his whole career in America. So he's trying to make his UK debut. So he'll be fighting between March and April. Um, and just so on, man. I'm just grafting. I'm in the gym, healthy, trying to be positive and loving... Uh, Loving life, man, you know what I mean? We've got to love what we do, you know? Absolutely. Let me ask you a few opinions on certain things coming up. Obviously, heavily rumoured that um, Dylan White will take on Alexander Povetkin uh, in April now. Um, yeah, can you kind of shed any light on this? Well, obviously, the, the, the cat's out of the bag from a little while ago. You know, I think the name's what he had on his bucket list or wish list or whatever you call it. Um, it's diminished. Andrew Ruiz is someone he wanted to fight, but... You know, if we're looking at practicality and being practical, Andy was overweight for the Joshua fight and then he hasn't been training and he's lost his trainer. So him trying to take that fight was never really going to happen so quick because obviously he probably just wouldn't be in shape and be ready. Um, but being that size, we still saw he was some form of a threat in there and he was dangerous because he can box and he's been boxing since a kid. Um, so for me, obviously it left. Povetkin was the next runner-up. Um, and obviously, from what I've heard, just like yourself, through uh, media outlets and whatever, um, yeah, Perrikin's nearly a done deal. So that should be happening, what, sometime in May, maybe April. Obviously, nothing confirmed yet until it comes out. It seems a lot of the, the big cards, which Matchroom are meant to be doing, uh, seem to be not being announced. Because obviously, you've got Chisora, you've got Joshua seeming to be pushed back till June, Dillian's fight pushed back. So, you know. We've got to kind of wait and see what happens, man. Let's just come back to kind of the Andy Ruiz situation. We know, know that Eddie Hearn did put an offer to Andy Ruiz uh, for that Dylan White fight. There was a little bit of back and forth on Instagram, I believe, recently where Ruiz made some comments and then obviously Dylan made some comments back to him regarding, you know, an offer was sent. Uh, yeah. Did you see all that? Yeah, I saw, I saw a little bit of argy-bargy, man, but listen, I don't get myself mixed up in these, these, these guys' business too tough until it's fight time. Um, but obviously it's part and parcel of the game, isn't it? You know, they're trying to make a fight, they're trying to sell it to the public. And, um, you know, Andy was pretending that Dylan didn't want no smoke, but they were the ones who initially made the offer. So you can't say someone doesn't want smoke if they made the offer in the beginning. But listen, it is what it is, isn't it? He's got to respond, he's a, he's a man, he's gonna man up and say, yo, listen, you ain't trying to play me like no buster. Listen, I'm going to respond. So he done his thing, man. Andy will be back maybe um, later on in the year. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe those two will get it on. But um, it's, a, it's a big, big fight. It's in terms of, if you're talking financial reward, but in terms of you being the WBC mandatory, there's no reward because it's a hell of a fight and you're meant to be trying to fight the winner of John Tewada and Fury. It does nothing for you for that fight because he's too small. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know it's just one of those. Obviously, we have got Wild and Fury coming up um, on the 22nd of this month, which is quickly approaching. So, yeah, your thoughts on this, Dean? Uh, good fight, man. Listen, you know what? We was all kind of enthralled. Um, I watched it. I was out, actually. I was in a club, and they showed it in there, and I watched it. And I felt like Tyson done enough to get it. I, I felt like he won most of the rounds. Obviously, the two knockdowns made it a lot, lot closer. Um, but the second time round, I think Fury's had a few more fights. And a lot, he's added a lot more um, experience to himself, getting, you know, going the distance on a couple of occasions. And, um, you know, now he's saying, he, you know, he's feeling good. He said he's got a nutritionist. 
he's going to probably come in like about 270, something like that. Um, and he feels like he's going to be stronger and better prepared. And I believe that probably will be the case because when you think about it, he was actually off for a very long time and he kind of went into that fight a bit early. So when you look at it like that, they thought they would catch him cold while on his team, you know, been off. Maybe we go in there, we hit him, he goes down, he doesn't get back up. And he shocked the world that he, he managed to get up, not once, but twice. So I'm going to be rooting for him, you know, UK. I know he's Ireland, but, you know, still decided upon I'm going to be rooting for him. I, you know, any boys from this side, I'm always going to try and wish them well so they can come back and do stuff here with the rest of the boys, you know. Um, Wilder, on the other hand, you know, he's probably maybe looked at the tape and said to himself, well, I started relatively slow in that fight and he didn't do much in the early rounds because maybe because of the fainting and the jabbing of, and the movement of Fury kind of confused him but I think if he starts better maybe he gets a better result but then that's the same as Fury might have said well oh he's, he's actually eluding he's coming for a knockout in the second round which is mind-boggling but let's see what happens it's heavyweight boxing anything can happen you know um, obviously we're also expected to uh, hear an announcement soon regarding Joshua's uh, mandatory defence against Kubrat Pulev. Is this going to be a routine win for Joshua? Can Pulev upset throw anything yeah, and upset the apple cart? Boy, do you know what? You see this, <laughs> you know this game is quite weird. You know, like we talk about that. When we was talking a little while back in, on before June the 1st, when Joshua faced Andy Ruiz, um, I even said it at the time many times, you know, Andy, you know, stellar amateur. Um, we shouldn't overlook him because... You know, he's actually good, he's strong, and he's actually had one suspect loss, you know. And then he went out there and shot the world and became the first Mexican. He, he became the first Mexican heavyweight champion in the world. Obviously, um, Joshua came back and um, beat him and became two-time world champion. So what we, what we should learn in this game is you can't underestimate uh, anyone. Um, Pulif is someone who's had a stellar career. Uh, maybe a bit too small, but the Joshua I saw who beat Ruiz, I can't see him putting up too much problems, um, you know, pull off to defeat that kind of Joshua. But because you're fighting a different opponent, what he might do is fight a different style. So he might be a bit more aggressive, you know, be a bit front foot dominant and maybe not move around so much and try to go for the killer instinct as he was, you know, the wrecking machine as he was before. But it just depends what style. But I don't know, I think he might be a little bit too small. He does have a good jab and, he, you know, he, he's done pretty good out of his career. But... I'm, I'm not sure there's going to be enough in his artillery that he's going to be able to disable um, Joshua and um, take them belts from him. Dean, I know you was kind of on your way out, so I'm going to uh, let you get on with your day and I'm sure we'll catch up uh, in due course. So have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, no, no. Just stay focused, watch the Black Box journey. Uh, check out Mason Smith. He's coming for a young boy. You know, I think he's 140 pounder. And the rest of the boys, Ife, he's going to be a cruiserweight lookout. And... Uh, Try and root for Shekhan on the, the 28th, man. The rest of the boys, Steve Widow. Black box to the world, man. Thanks. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the whole UK. Kugan Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global. Let me just get you in shot. Um, delighted to be joined by Dean White. How are you, mate? I am good. How are you? I'm all good. I know you're a bit of a swayer, but when you sway sometimes, you sway out of shot. You do that. My bad. I'll try and uh, stay still for you. Uh, how's things? What kind of updates can you give us about what's going on regarding some of your fighters? Um, I'm literally just here trying to pencil the schedule for some of the boys. Uh, one, I've got a cruiserweight meant to be out March the 28th, um, but that's not confirmed yet. Um, super middleweight maybe out March the 28th. Shakan's out March the 28th. That's a three fighters already, same day. Shakan is obviously confirmed. Um, I've got uh, 
Mason Smith, which I signed, he's a 140. He'll probably be out in May, early May. Um, and who else there? Have I missed anyone? I can't think right now. My brain's going to be blank. But at the minute, I'm just working on, uh, you know, st structuring dates for these boys to go out um, and do their stuff, you know. Uh, some are making their debuts. Uh, some are making their UK debuts because Steve Woodall's done his whole career in America. So he's trying to make his UK debut. So he'll be fighting between March and April. Um, and just so on, man. I'm just grafting. I'm in the gym, healthy, trying to be positive and loving, uh, loving life, man. You know what I mean? We've got to love what we do, you know? Absolutely. Let me ask you a few opinions on certain things coming up. Obviously, heavily rumoured that um, Dylan White will take on Alexander Povetkin uh, in April now. Um, yeah, can you kind of shed any light on this? Well, obviously the, the, the cat's out of the bag from a little while ago. You know, I think the names, what he had on his bucket list or wish list or whatever you call it, um, is diminished. Andrew Ruiz is someone he wanted to fight. But, you know, if we're looking at practicality and being practical, Andy was overweight for the Joshua fight and then he hasn't been training and he's lost his trainer. So him trying to take that fight was never really going to happen so quick because obviously he probably just wouldn't be in shape and be ready. Um, but being that size, we still saw he was some form of a threat in there and he was dangerous because he can box and he's been boxing since a kid. Um, so for me, obviously left, Povetkin was the next runner up. Um, and obviously from what I've heard, just like yourself, through uh, media outlets and whatever, um, yeah, Povetkin's nearly a done deal. So that should be happening what sometime in May, maybe April. Obviously, nothing confirmed yet until it comes out. It seems a lot of the, the big cards which Matchroom are meant to be doing uh, seem to be not being announced because obviously you've got Chisora, you've got Joshua seeming to be pushed back till June, Dillian's fight pushed back. So, you know, we've got to kind of wait and see what happens, man. Let's just come back to kind of the Andy Ruiz situation. We know, know that Eddie Hearn did put an offer to Andy Ruiz uh, for that Dylan White fight. There was a little bit of back and forth on Instagram, I believe, recently where Ruiz made some comments and then obviously Dylan made some comments back to him regarding, you know, an offer was sent. Uh, yeah. Did you see all that? Yeah, I saw, I saw a little bit of argy-bargy, man, but listen, I don't get myself mixed up in these, these, these guys' business too tough until it's fight time. Um, but obviously it's part and parcel of the game, isn't it? You know, they're trying to make a fight, they're trying to sell it to the public and, um, you know, Andy was pretending that Dylan didn't want no smoke, but they were the ones who initially made the offer. So you can't say someone doesn't want smoke if they made the offer in the beginning. But listen, it is what it is, isn't it? He's got to respond. He's a, he's a man. He's going to man up and say, yo, listen, you ain't trying to play me like no buster. Listen, I'm going to respond. So he done his thing, man. Andy will be back maybe um, later on in the year. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe those two will get it on. But um, it's, a, it's a big, big fight. It's, in terms of, if you're talking financial reward, but in terms of you being the WBC mandatory, there's no reward because it's a hell of a fight and you're meant to be trying to fight the winner of John Tewada and Fury. It does nothing for you for that fight because he's too small. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just one of those. Obviously, we have got Wilder and Fury coming up um, on the 22nd of this month, which is quickly approaching. So, yeah, your thoughts on this thing? Uh, good fight, man. Listen, you know what? We was all kind of enthralled. Um, I watched it, I was out actually, I was in a club and they showed it in there and I watched it and I felt like Tyson done enough to get it, I, I felt like he won most of the rounds, obviously the two knockdowns made it a lot, lot closer, um, but the second time round, I think Fury's had a few more fights and a lot, he's added a lot more um, experience to himself, getting, you know, going the distance on a couple of occasions and, um, you know, now he's saying, he, you know, he's feeling good, he said he's got a nutritionist. He's going to probably come in like about 270, something like that. Um, and he feels like he's going to be stronger and better prepared. And I believe that probably will be the case because when you think about it, he was actually off for a very long time. And he kind of went into that fight a bit early. So when you look at it like that, they thought they would catch him cold wilder on his team. You know, been off. Maybe we go in there, we hit him, he goes down, he doesn't get back up. And he shocked the world that he, he managed to get up, not once, but twice. So I'm going to be rooting for him. You know, UK, I know he's Ireland, but... You know, still decided upon I'm going to be rooting for him. I, you know, any boys from this side, I'm always going to try and wish them well so they can come back and do stuff here with the rest of the boys, you know. Um, Wilder, on the other hand, you know, he's probably maybe looked at the tape and said to himself, well, I started 
relatively slow in that fight and he didn't do much in the early rounds because maybe because of the fainting and the jabbing of, and the movement of Fury kind of confused him. But I think if he starts better, maybe he gets a better result. But then that's the same as Fury might have said, well, oh, he's, he's actually eluding. He's coming for a knockout in the second round, which is mind-boggling. But let's see what happens. It's heavyweight boxing. Anything can happen, you know? Um, obviously, we're also expected to uh, hear an announcement soon regarding Joshua's uh, mandatory defence against Kubrat Pulev. Is this going to be a routine win for Joshua? Can Pulev upset throw anything yeah, and upset the apple cart? Boy, do you know what? You see this, <laughs> you know this game is quite weird. You know, like we talk about that when we was talking a little while back in, on before June the 1st when Joshua faced Andy Ruiz. Um, I even said it at the time many times, you know, Andy, you know, stellar amateur. Um, we shouldn't overlook him because you know, he's actually good, he's strong, and he's actually had one suspect loss, you know? And then he went out there and shot the world and became the first Mexican, he, he became the first Mexican heavyweight champion in the world. Obviously, um, Joshua came back and um, beat him and became two-time world champion. So what we, what we should learn in this game is you can't underestimate uh, anyone. And um, Pulif is someone who's had a stellar career, uh, maybe a bit too small, but the Joshua saw who beat Ruiz, I can't see him putting up too much problems, um, you know, Pulev to defeat that kind of Joshua. But because you're fighting a different opponent, what he might do is fight a different style. So he might be a bit more aggressive, you know, be a bit front foot dominant and maybe not move around so much and try to go for the killer instinct as he was, you know, the wrecking machine as he was before. But like, it just depends what style. But uh, I don't know, I think he might be a little bit too small. He does have a good jab and, he, you know, he, he's done pretty good out of his career. But... I'm, I'm not sure there's going to be enough in his artillery that he's going to be able to disable um, Joshua and um, take them belts from him. Dean, I know you was kind of on your way out, so I'm going to uh, let you get on with your day and I'm sure we'll catch up uh, in due course. So have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, no, no. Just stay focused. Watch the Black Box journey. Uh, check out Mason Smith. He's coming for a young boy. You know, I think he's 140-pounder. And the rest of the boys, Ife, he's going to be a cruiserweight lookout. And... Uh, Try and root for Shekhan on the, the 28th, man. And the rest of the boys, Steve Widow. Black box to the world, man. Thanks. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host of UK. If you go the WBO route, obviously you've already got that number one position. Shekhar Stevenson's the current champion, but there's talk of him unifying in the summer with Josh Warrington. Firstly, what do you think of that fight? And is he someone you'd like to fight? Both kind of storied amateurs, very well accomplished. Yeah, listen, I, th I, think, it's a, I think it's a fantastic fight. Um, a great clash of styles. And one I would be really interested to see, sometimes I sway towards, um, sh most of the time I should sway towards Shakur in that fight, but um, sometimes you got to think, you know, maybe maybe he hasn't faced someone like Warrington, and, and let's be honest, Josh is no slouch, and he's not he's not dumb either, he's not just a, a come forward brawler, he, he has method behind the madness, and, and obviously with his dad behind him, who's a very smart and shrewd operator, um, they come up with a great game plan, so... I'm leaning more towards Shakur, but it's a, a really interesting fight. Um, would I love to fight either of them? Yes, whoever the champion is at the time. Um, whether it's WWE, IBF, whatever it is, whoever is the champion, and I, when the time I face them, I'm ready. Um, I know I will be ready, and I'll grow up with both fans and become world champion. Bob Arum talked around, I don't know, 18 months, two years ago now, about the possibility of you maybe even moving down to super bantamweight. Having trained for another two years since then, is that a possibility? Um, you know what? I spoke about this with my brother. Um, obviously, me and Adam stuff we spoke about it. But when I spoke about it with my father, my brother, and obviously my, my nutritionist and stuff, I can get down and super random with. But it's whether or not I'm there healthily. Um, and there, if 
you know, obviously when you when you start to lose so much weight and stuff, different things start to fade away. Maybe, 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 maybe I won't be able to take as as good a shot at certain amount of weight as what I am at featherweight, um, because I know I can. But like when you, when you start to take that much out of yourself, little things which you don't know go go. So um, yeah, listen, it, it's I I could probably make it if I really wanted to, but um, in terms of my health and in terms of performance, I don't think it would be the right decision. It's also looking like Carl Frampton, your countryman, might soon be fighting Jamel Herring, yeah. it seems, um, for a super featherweight world title. What do you make of that fight? Um, it's a very tough fight for Carl. Jamel is, is huge. He's, he's, he, I think he was like lightweight or late welterweight in the amateurs, and he's down a super featherweight now. Um, he's a big dude, um, strong dude, safe paw, who likes to come forward and can, can punch too. Um, so... It's an interesting one. Um, Carl is obviously in the in the in the twilight of his career. You no, know, maybe maybe the last second last or last fight. Or maybe he's had his in terms of when you're listening to Jimmy Murray, it's his last one really. Saying so, um, can he pull it off? Most definitely. You know what it, what he's achieved in his career is is unbelievable. So who's not to say he couldn't go and beat Jamal Herring? But at the same time, it's a big ask. Um, in Belfast, nothing's impossible for Carl because every time he performs there, he puts on a great show. I don't think he's ever lost. He hasn't lost ever at home, so um, it looks like it's happening in Belfast. It looks like it's going to happen in Windsor Park, and I know that's that's a, a dream come true, a world title fight in Windsor Park for Carl Front. Let me ask you this then. In terms of being, say, the best Irish fighter of the last 20 years, is Carl a benchmark? 100%. 100% you know everything he's achieved has been you know phenomenal um, yeah he, he, he trumps McGuigan um, for me um, probably better than like the, you look back at Steve Collins you don't know as well like you gotta you gotta take him into consideration too so um, but in, in recent times definitely caught Brilliant. Well, we wish the very best of luck, not least in moving in with Josh Kelly. I think that might be more of a challenge than anything else. I'm, I'm only joking about cocaine hookers because I have a wife and. and so you're a married man. So. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actually about that life. But if you are, we'll get them for you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, let me consider the offer. It's very kind. Really appreciate your time. We'll see you soon. Take care. Mate. WBO World Super Middleweight Champion, Billy Joe Saunders. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Can you, can you do Very a backflip well. like that? <sighs> I haven't tried, Dan. If I lose, if <laughs> Don't I get, do it. Not while you're fighting, mate. On a trampoline. the place. Yeah, yeah. On a trampoline, maybe. <laughs> not on a concrete floor off a, off a stage. Um, so just tell me a little bit about Dante Dixon. How did you first come around to meeting him and what made you want to get involved? You know, it's something that I've always looked into, you know, management side of things, you know, because, you know, it's nice to bring someone through from the from the start all the way to the top. But I've never really seen anybody where I think, you know, what tick all the boxes. And I see him come down one day and spar Kid Galahad. And um, he uh, he done very, very, as Darren said, you can't go and spar him. Yeah. But I see what he did and I thought, that's a bit of a fluke. I thought, oh, you know, that's, you know, everyone has off date. <laughs> And then someone showed me some video footage of him sparring Lee Wood and then spar Lee Wood again. Then I see him come back down and spar Kid Galahad again. He just had no bottom to him, no give. And I thought, I like this kid. And I just got involved with him there. You know, um, a friend of mine had a matches um, at him and you know, I took him underneath the wing, me and him with MTK. So, you know, I'm really pleased of, of, his, um, of his progress coming through and, you know, he's getting a lot, a lot of attention. He's getting, you know, a lot of people talking about him, which is the biggest thing in boxing, obviously. You've got to have that talk and that brazada around him. He's got good confidence. I just think that, um, you know, if, he, if he's brought through right, he can go all the way. But, you know, it's an hard, it's an hard sport. Yeah. So, you know, when you was watching him, you had no idea. Did you have any aspirations of being a manager then? I did, Darren, yeah, I did. I, it was running from my brain, but, you know, as being a fighter, you haven't got time, have yeah, you? You think, yeah, you know, I'm fighting still, but, you know, if you can imagine... If I'm fighting on a card, then I can get one fighter on. You can say, right, well, like, he's on. We'll so, see it with Dillian White now, yeah. don't we? Yeah. So, I could, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't take four, five, six on why I'm still active in the game fully, but, um, you know, one or two is plenty for me. But I'm really happy with him. But um, he's actually fighting a kid tonight. He's had two. He's had four, one, two, and lost two. But the two he's lost to, 
I've been to kids who's, you know, unbeaten in 13 and 14, so it's a bit of a step up, really, for his third fight. We, you know, we were saying about how important it is for a young fighter coming through for their exposure to have a name like yourself attached to them, and you mentioned there Dylan White with, with some of the boys, Richard Riappel, John Harding, and, yeah. and those lads in the gym. Um, is this also you just having one eye on the future for your life after boxing as well? Listen, boxing's, without boxing, I would have been in a lot of trouble growing up, you know. I think that uh, boxing's kept my feet on the ground, you know, my head into out of trouble completely probably be in prison really if it wasn't for boxing so I owe boxing a lot so you know I'm 30 now I plan to go to I'm 32 33 and you know who knows maybe um, maybe I will get involved fully in, in that side of things but you have to sort of be in it to learn this game in that side of things and I'm seeing little things now as a manager that it can get a bit stressful because I'm on my management all the time right what's the date what's this what's that and these kids are on me the same so I'm on to uh, Eddie and Frank what, what about Training? Would it only be management? Would you train fighters? Yeah, and do you know what? Uh, I got I got three sons. If I was gonna train someone, I like to spend a bit of time around them to learn yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. But I think the training side of things is is not something I'll really be into. Maybe I don't know, but I like the management side of things. It's, it's, it's You've got a lot to offer, haven't you? Whether it's training or management, I must say, and I'm not just saying it because you're here. You're one of the best that I've ever got in the ring. Do you remember we sparred? I remember you beat me up, Darren. Nah, yeah. he's joking. <laughs> I, I remember that. It was like a rocky film. Uh, it, it, I remember Darren saying to me, he said, when I, re when I vacate this title, you're going to be the next British champion. Wow. But I got out of the ring and I felt, I thought I had black eyes everywhere. I thought, <laughs> well, I mean, what's he talking about here? <laughs> but no, I do remember, mate. I remember, I, I'll never forget that spa. It's, it, I came to that gym thinking, you know, I really want to impress, not anybody else, but I wanted to impress Darren because I looked like he was British champion and I was thinking, I, well, really, did, I really wanted to impress him. So I had to, I bought extra, really. Yeah. I'll give everything I have, but he had a lot of experience. Well, I guess we're lucky, as well. wouldn't we? You know, like, I, I, I guess sometimes we don't appreciate how lucky we are in London because it's just a pool of fighters. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you know, something like Derby or something, no disrespect yeah. to Derby, but you're not churning out fighters left, right, and centre. So yeah. we're lucky, you know, there's that quality sparring all the time. And, it, and it's all worked out because you've reached the heights, um, but obviously, even bigger things on the horizon for you and potentially career defining fights yeah. for you. We asked our audience yesterday um, who they wanted to see you fight next. This is the poll here. You might be able to see it, Bill. I don't know how good your eyesight is. We asked um, who they'd rather see out Canelo, Smith, and Andre, the overwhelming favourite was 64% uh, Canelo. No real surprises <laughs> yeah, there. Um, out of interest, uh, how are talks progressing with various people? What are the main obstacles you're finding in these kind of negotiations for this year? Do you know what? I think that in these situations, obviously Canelo is the is the is the main man. He's the man that calls the shots. Him and his team. I know that. But you know, as being a world champion, you want that little bit of respect of Sam Wright. Well. If, if the fight don't get made between that day and that day, it's not happening. You know, you're left in the dark all the time, and I've been here, and it's not Eddie's fault, it's not MTK's fault, it's not my fault. It's they're doing the best they can for their man, which you don't blame them. Um, but you know, the, the the biggest thing what I'm finding is now is that I think they're trying to find the cheapest option. Is it Callum or is it Billy Joe? Because I don't think they if they was going to fight anybody, I think they'd rather fight Callum Smith, put a ten pound weight clause on him, and say, all right, Callum, you short term. My opinion, because he's a big bloke, he, he's probably going to be a light heavyweight, he probably is a light heavyweight. And after the John Ryder fight, certainly, there's, yeah. there's certainly that's the first sign that yeah. maybe you know, a, a lot of people though, what I find, and you probably sparred him, Darren, is that you know, John Ryder's had a, a couple of unlucky losses in his career but he's a very, very good talent. You don't realise how good he actually is until you're in with him. You know, so, I already, I, you know, it's no secret that Callum Smith is he struggles a bit more with southpaws, which you know, he's probably haven't boxed a lot of them in his pro career. Maybe John Ryder's the only, yeah. I think he's the first or maybe think, the second. So, yeah. so he's kept away from them for a reason. You know, um, but I, I really rate John Ryder and I think... What happens then? What happens? Say, say for instance, I know you don't want to hear this, but say Callum Smith gets a Canelo fight, yeah. would you have a second fight with Ryder? Because of what happened? What, where, what does you do then? Because you're sort of banging about then, didn't you? Do you know what? If Callum Smith gets it, I think that, you know, there's going to be an American fight between me and Andrade. Right, okay. You know, I think that's the, you know, in my contract, I got him in there. So I think that it's, um, it's a good fight the fans want to see. Yeah. Um, will he want that, do you think? I think he will, yeah. I think he's going to move up. But again, I don't know who's going to be mandatory, mandatory for him because... 
if he's going to look at, I don't know, it may be Mongai or, or Liam yeah. Williams, he might think, well, I might nick a couple of million quid here, yeah, yeah. fight them, then move up. You know, but it's, they're risky fights. You know, Williams is quite a good fighter. Um, you know, Mongai is a good fighter. So I don't really know. It's, it's a bit all up in the air. Yeah. I, I ain't got answers to give you. I can only say what I'm being told. I was supposed to be out the end of uh, Feb or they was looking at the second of May with Canelo. So I wasn't out the end of February, so I thought, must be Canelo. What I would it, say, you look you look quite trim at the moment. Yeah. So you're obviously in the gym. Listen, I'm in the gym. Every day I'm in the gym now is, is for uh, Canelo, no one else. So, you know, every day I'm in that gym, I'm, I'm working on things that I believe need to be uh, put in place to beat him. If you right. could map your the remainder of your career out, how would it look? Listen, I would love to fight Canelo, beat him, get a rematch. That, that That's what I would love to do. Once I've done that, then... Well, but fight him twice and yeah, Emirates Emir Stadium. I, I, I believe, listen, Darren, listen, I'm, I'm a realist when I talk about boxing. I'm very, very real. I know if it's, if it's fair, on my mind on that night, it's sink or swim. You're in the middle of that sea, yeah, you either yeah. swim back or you're drowned. Of course. And I believe I've got the beating of him. So as long as they give me a fair decision, I'll do it. I'll fight him. I'll win it. I'm, it's about the money, but I'd rather have a fair decision. If I got beat fair and square, I'll shake your hand, you beat me, you're a better man. But if I beat you, give me the decision. That would be the career-defining, obviously, moment. What, so, if it, so ideally, you fight him twice, win. Would you jack it in then? I don't know if I'd jack it in because, I, I, listen, you can give me that answer. I suppose when you retired, was it? Oh, I know you had injuries, Very easy. but but no, but you always had that itchy hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. wanted to get back Well, in. a little bit because we're competitive, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we love so, it. Sometimes I look at boxing, I think, what am I even doing it? Yeah. But then I'll have three or four weeks out of the gym, and I think, I want to, I'll be on the phone. Can you get me a fight? Let's yeah. go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, it'd be nice to beat him twice. Yeah. Listen, wh whatever happens in the next year, we wish you all the best. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank you. Nice to chat to you, Bill. Good yeah. luck. You, we'll let you Thank go backstage and see Dante before Thank he fights. Thank you. Good luck to him. Andrew McCarthy, IFL TV and Association with MTK Global. I'm here in Sheffield with me. I've got the main man himself, Billy Joe Saunders. How are you, Billy? Not too bad, not too bad. This year to support my man, Dante Dixon, Cal Brook, Galad. Hopefully, a good night, get the trio of wins, and uh, then move on to myself. Talked to you about Dante Dixon then. I spoke to him uh, yesterday, quite a bright young man. Yep. Uh, he's just starting off in his career. For people that haven't seen him or don't know much about Dante, just break it down for us. Do you know what? <clears throat> I, I believe in giving people chances, and you know where he's from in Sheffield, and uh, what he's, you know, where his, his backgrounds come from. I see him in the in the gym. Uh, you know, I was speaking to a couple of people at Nam. They said, you know, he's a bit fiery. He's up and down. You know, he's in the streets, up and down. And you know, I, I see him sparring. I thought, do you know what? It's a world champion in the making. Um, but do you know uh, when you look at someone and you think, I can really, I could see like a mirror image of myself in him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a bit, he's very, very confident. You know, he don't care who he mixes it with or gets in with, but he's a real, real good talent. And when I see him spar, Kid Galahad, and you know, I'll see the video footage of, of uh, the Lee Wood spars and Jordan Gills, you know, he's to hold his own and to do really well against them sort of fellas, he's up there in the mix. Wait, it's, it's still early, but do you think he can go all the way? Something like that? Look, it, it's, it's hard. Oh, going, pal. It's hard just to say he's going to go all the way because. You know, there's the dedication side of things, there's the round side of things. Is he going to adapt to the rounds? You know, can he stick the pressure? We don't know that. So there's a lot of boxes we've got to be ticked. But at the moment, you know, I've only got him and I'm putting a lot of time into him and getting him dates. Um, but I, I believe he can go all the way. I believe. What I've seen, I believe. You know, so um, hopefully he can. The... Um, the thing is with tonight is that, funny enough, that um, obviously I've been away doing my own business. And uh, hey, and um, an opponent got sent through and I just looked at the record and like, it was a two and two record. And yeah. I said, yeah. But I've, uh, I've looked and this kid's, he's only been beaten. He's only been beaten by um, a 13 and 04 and he's beat somebody from um, from the gym out of my bar where I train, which is someone called Costa. Mm -hmm. And this kid's beat him. And I love watching Costa Spar. He's always in tear-ups. Like if I'm training, I'll sit and watch this little uh, Spanish kid spar. I love watching him, love his style. And I was thinking, fucking hell, like, <laughs> he's in for a tough night then, if this is the case, you know. But I believe he can come through any sort of um, 
opposition at the minute, you know, at the right level. And I think that, you know, this is going to be a sturdy test for him tonight because, you know, if he stops him, it really, really will impress me. But, you know, I'll be happy with a good points win looking good. You mentioned that you mentioned uh, Kel and Kid Gallagher, a couple of ex mates and friends of yours. I mean, they're on the, obviously, top of the bill here tonight, Kel Brook. Just talk to me about Kel Brook. Does he have to look... 100% a million dollars tonight because he can't win ugly if he's won another world title shot, can he? Do, do you know what does me? A lot of people saying, oh, you know, if you don't stop him, Adam Brother, if you don't stop him, he's got to retire, if you don't, you know, these kids who's coming to fight someone like Calbrook are coming and fighting for their life. Mm -hmm. They're fighting Calbrook. In their eyes, Calbrook now is still world champion, world elite, which he is. You know, people's got their opinion on Cal, but, you know, I've seen a bit of a change in him. And as long as he boxes well and wins nice, you know, boxes lovely, looks good, looks fresh, looks looks comfortable. I don't care about the knockout, as long as he just plays it safe. You know, he's been out for 16 months. You mm -hmm. can't expect him to come near and look a million dollars. And this is before the fight here, I'm talking. This ain't after the fight, this mm -hmm. is before the fight. So he's boxing the next Royal Marine, tough game, come forward. So listen, I'm expecting him to win, but I just want to see how he wins. I told him, you know, he always gives me advice, so I'll give him advice as a friend. I said, look, don't look to knock him out. Mm. Soften him up, have a look, enjoy yourself. You know, you're in there for 36 minutes or less. If it's less, it's a bonus. If it's not, just look good doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, that puts him on the next step straight away. Does he jump straight into a world title shot? Because the 154 pound division, your old division, it's like they're playing hot potato with these world titles, isn't they? They're just getting passed around. But there's <coughs> Does Kel jump straight into a world title shot, or do you think he can no, uh, well, mentioned? Listen, my yeah. honest opinion, I'd love to see the Liam Smith fight, mm -hmm. then the winner of that fight for a world title. Um, Kel Brook is a very, very, very special talent, very special. Um, he punches very, very hard for his weight. You know, he's very clever. And, you know, people looking at him, oh, he's, you know, he's this, he's that, he's, he's quit, he's done this. He's had, he's had some bad injuries, so that 17 months might have done him very, very well. But I would like to see him have this fight, look good doing it, get the Liam Smith fight, then I know he can come I know he can be world champion again, hundred percent. Kid Galahad? Kid Galahad, yeah. Do you know what? <clears throat> a lot of people saying he looked a little bit drawn in on the scales mm. yesterday and that, but you know, I see a picture of him, I thought he looked very, very well. Um, you know, again the pressure's on him because this is our final eliminator. So he 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 has to win. You know, this is not this ain't a fight he can afford to lose if he wants to another shot at world title because there's no one going to give him a shot at world title so we're picking him as a mandatory because pick him as a voluntary sorry because no one's not going to do that you know he becomes mandatory if he wins this so that means Josh Warren has to fight him otherwise he's never going to get another world shot world title shot so he has to win this should we talk about you then Talk about as the man yeah, to talk about me. Look at that. Look at that. He's Perfect timing. He's messed Coogan's interview. I was up, just right? about to ask about the Canelo situation <coughs> with him, but you're the perfect man to probably talk about it. Really? We're, we're, we're talking, a few minor discussions. Unfortunately, in this situation, Billy, Billy's probably not the best person to I was deal with this situation, him. but you unfortunately have to wait and just. He is in a position, like AJ would be, like where it's like, it's you or it's you, and then once it's you, you negotiate fairly and you know, he's not looking to be greedy he wants to fight he wouldn't price himself out of the fight he wants to fight but also he's world champion so you know I think uh, there haven't been I've read like Joe Gallagher will message me oh, I heard Billy Joe's getting announced today and then someone will say oh Callum Smith's got the fight but honestly all there's been is a couple of conversations um, explain the conversations that he while we're on camera please uh, so like some, uh, some minor talk of numbers and bits and pieces is this with Canelo yeah, I don't sentence? want to say anything that's going to piss anyone off you don't mind because you, you, you don't mind that but I want to <laughs> make sure that someone gets a fight and you, if you're going to get the fight Billy's never going to play ball and not speak his mind mm. that's what he does that's actually why he's actually so interested in fights because, and especially in build ups because mm. he's actually quite music. I've got to ask Eddie, see a couple a few weeks ago, maybe mm. around Christmas time, he was the front runner. That's what a couple yeah. of news outlets were mm -hmm. saying. Then Murata popped his head up and mm -hmm. he was the front runner, mm -hmm. then that's fell down. Is then Oscar came out and said it's definitely not and him. It's definitely not him. Yeah, yeah. So who do we believe? He's right, What's going on? I believe that him and Callum Smith are, are the front runners for the fight. Again, no, no no one out of him and Callum I can honestly tell you are in like a better position or someone's always oh, looks like that's about to drop. But at the moment it just seems that there's a bit of fishing from them to see who's interested, how much it's going to cost. 
but it's May the 2nd. So I know he will want to announce that fight in the next couple of weeks. Is it either Billy Joe or Callum, or is it somebody else? I would think think so, but again, I don't know what conversations they're having. I mean, I do think Morata was, in the end, the one they were going to go with, and it fell through. Bit so, of a bit of a shit fight though, isn't it? Morata. Yeah. I mean yeah. just to be honest with you, he's useless. Mm. He's been beat by um what's that fellow's name with Martin Murray? Boxed um And Dam. And Dam, yeah. And Dam. Then and, he got uh, beat Bron. by Bran. Like he's it's not really a sellable fight, but if it's in Japan. I think it was a Tokyo Dome, it was Japan, it was, you know, all those things, but this one looks like it's going to be Vegas, and uh, you know you you want him. Oh, listen, the one thing I'll say about Canelo is you can't really knock his resume. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like last year, his resume was Danny Jacobs and Kovalev. We know Kovalev was getting on a bit. Danny Jacobs was in his prime. He was a world champion. You know now it looks like if he fights Billy or Callum, he's going to be fighting another super middleweight world champion. So you know I think it's good that it's not Morata and it is one of those guys. But For some mad reason that Canelo doesn't pick Billy Joe or Callum mm-hmm. Smith. Am I wrong in saying that we could probably see Billy they should John definitely Callum? fight each other. I spoke 100%. to Callum's guys today, 100%. and he they feel the same. They both want the biggest fight out there, mm. right? And that is Canelo Alvarez. Beyond that, they both want another big fight. They don't want a voluntary defence. They've had those, you know, and now they they're at a stage in their career where if they want to actually create a big legacy, earn a pot of money, now is the time to do it because now is the time when they can win those fights. I also think it's about, like you say, legacy going on. You've got to secure you know, the right fights at the right time. And like, I respect that Canelo fights and everything's being talked about, but what, what I don't want is just to be tracked like a, a piece of meat. We're pulling about when he wants. I'm world champion. I know it's big money, but at the end of the day, I don't really care about... I don't, it is about the money, but... I'd rather get the win and have the money. Do you know what I mean? So as long as it's fair, because you know that you know there's a lot of decisions going in. It's always tough when you, you know, listen, you, you especially know, on that sort of day. You so. know that when you go out there, you've got to do that little bit more mm. to get the victory. That's just unfortunately how it is. You know, you're fighting the biggest star really in his backyard, what has become his backyard in Las Vegas. But Billy don't really realise, and I'll talk to him about it tonight. But it's not a case of Canelo or nothing. You know, we've got plans, three or four plans beyond that, if you don't get Canelo. Because right now, I'm treating it like we're not getting Canelo. Because if you have that mentality, you have a plan in place. If we do, brilliant. That is a, a real bonus. And that's the biggest fight out there for him. That's the fight I would like him to get. But if not, there's Callum Smith, there's Danny Jacobs, there's particularly Demetrius Andrade, which is a fight that can be made, like, that's almost ready to go. He's willing to move up to super middle. Let's talk about four. It's a big fight in America. It can fight over here. So you know, it's, it's you can't just sit and wait. And we're not doing that because that's when he wants to fight. So somebody said an interesting thing to me yesterday. He said that Canelo's only had trouble with pure boxers like mm. Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather, Anthony uh, Lara. Lara. I mean, Billy's been trout. in that trout. Yeah, he, Billy's been in there with the pure mm-hmm. boxing, the skill mm-hmm. set, and whatnot. Do you think that? Billy's probably the toughest test for Canelo out there. I think uh, Billy's in the same sort of boat as Demetrius, where they are pure boxers who are difficult to beat. And maybe that's why he's never had the fights that he's perhaps wanted in the past, because they look at Billy Joe Saunders and say, fuck, he's tough to beat. But Andrade's boxed a lot of bums, to be fair. Yeah. He sort of yeah, called sort of, sort of you out on the <laughs> He went, yeah, I said, yeah. yeah. But your, your resume, your resume. <laughs> it's better than his. I'll beat well. I'll beat well. I'll beat world class fighters. He's, yeah, he's never boxed best, no one. Your best wins are Andy Lee and David Lemieux. Yeah. Right. And the, the performance against Lemieux was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Name one good fighter he's beat though, Andrade. Um, no disrespect to his box, but name one good well, fighter. I don't. I don't feel like. Name one name that here that lady or this fella that holding that camera now, and he's a boxing man. No, they won't. They probably won't know. Exactly. So well, they can. They they know. You know, David Lemieux at least, even though he's. Probably a bit useless anyway. You're not interested in Andrade, right? Yeah, I am, yeah, yeah, I am, I am. But like I say, it's uh, I want the biggest. It's points going back from myself. You know, I want to fight. I want to fight the best. I want to fight the best. But you know, it, I've been waiting for Canelo for a long, long time. You know, and then when they come to the table and go, it could be Canelo. It's sort of like a bit of a, a bit of heard it before, mm. bullshit sort of thing. You know what I mean? In my own head. Because I've had it before, you know, obviously when I was with Frank and Glofkin twice. So I've been at the table with these before, and I know I'm at the table with a different man than Eddie and that, but well, the I only believe. The advantage you got now is it's the same network. It doesn't mean it's still, it's still the same man making the decisions, so they either want it or they don't. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, well, I feel with Billy and with Demetrius, I feel like they're in a similar boat where they could be the best in their respective divisions. 
or that in you know one might be the best but until they fight those guys we won't know and he wants to fight those guys because he wants to prove he's the best so it's frustrating because people like Charlo, people like Canelo, people like Triple G, you know, all these people don't, I believe, look at Billy and Demetrius and say, yeah, them. They're not the straightforward up and down first pick of saying, that's a good start for me, I'll get there in there. They know that, and he's like got this quirky, weird thing, whereas when you actually put him in the deep end, he, he go, his, his levels go up. Mm-hmm. So like last time, you found him in a fight where probably wasn't that motivated, knew he could beat that guy, like 99 times out of 100 and sometimes Billy will go to the level that he's in there with and when he has to step up like I didn't think he'd beat Andy Lee when he boxed I watched that fight and it was a, a brilliant performance against Lemieux I thought he'd get stopped I mean it was embarrassing the fight do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and at the time I, was, I didn't really like him that much and I was watching the fight thinking <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he only stayed up to watch me get chin <laughs> <laughs> that's all he done so now I've got to watch you don't want to try to get me yeah, chin no, proper don't. now you're with us now we're right behind you you're best friends <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, I just want to say I, listen like, you have to understand that my credibility is on the line to get him a big fight mm. when he took the trust in us it was for us to deliver him a big fight and if we don't do that we failed and I don't fail but unfortunately he don't know me well enough to know that yet, so I've got to prove it to him. No, so you're probably going to have to go over this again with Coogan when he catches you at the end oh, of the well, night. Oh, this is the thing, isn't it? <laughs> this is it. This is it. Uh, right. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, thanks. All right, mate. You just uh, interrupted us there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, mate. And, uh, I think that's probably everything I was going to ask, but obviously I wanted to ask, uh, obviously a good friend of mine, Josh Taylor, came out to Dubai to train with you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Josh and how, how do you look out in Dubai? Do you know what? I think he's an amazing talent. I think... Um, you know the world can see that <clears throat> you don't get to where he's got to in uh, in boxing just by being um, average. He's absolutely frightening talent. I think there's um, there's a few areas that he can improve on. I think he will do. He's not silly. He knows a couple of few bits and bobs, but I think that he's the best in the division. Oh, I know he's the best in the division. Well, ask as well. What do you think about what Eddie was saying there about the Canelo fight? That do you know what? Listen, on the line to get you. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with you and it's just everything is in the wind I like to call it bullshit that's the reason why I sit there be quiet because listen if I say I'm going to do something I will do it and show you I'm going to do it I won't talk about it now if I say I'm going to beat someone I'll beat them and until that fight's pen to paper Eddie can tell me I'm front runner Callum Smith's front runner but until they come to me and go there's your contract there's your fight date let's go I want other plans I don't want to be same as Eddie said I don't want to bank around Canelo mm-hmm. if I don't get Canelo then oh you're fighting in 8 weeks against Callum Smith or I don't know whoever you are 12 week camp oh, I'm, I'm in camp now mm. so I'm staying ready I've been in camp now for a month so you know I'm in camp but you know what people need to realise is that a fighter you've got to be physically mentally everything ready to rock and roll in my own head now I'm in the gym every day looking at Canelo but the fight world really is bullshit mm-hmm. because is it going to happen? I don't know. Are they going to? Are they thinking? I don't know. They might think, oh, he's not training. We'll catch him off guard. But that ain't going to be the case. I'm going to be ready. But I would like to know because you know I just want to get on with it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I won't keep you much longer. I know you've got to do something with Dan Barker yep. and Chris Lloyd, but I know I'm not Coogan and you asked for them. But I appreciate you for, for your time. No, I prefer you better than Coogan. I appreciate it. Thanks very much, my man. Thank Cheers, you. Bill. Cheers, Billy. Oh, yeah, Andrew. Fantastic 12 months and he's motivated and I was speaking to him this morning when he was training and he's in Sheffield and everybody knows who he is and you know everybody's coming up for interviews because it's just strange how it works out when you know my fam- my favourite quote the only certain thing about boxing is the uncertainty. And you know, a year and a half ago Liam Williams would beat twice by Liam Smith. And you know, his first fight back was in, in Wales on an MTK show in a little sports centre somewhere or some venue against a nobody. But look what 12 months he's had, he's come back strong, his focus is away from home, and sometimes that's all they need. So, you know, there's a little bit of wrangling going on. He's supposed to be the number one uh, challenger for the for the title in the WBO. But who knows? You know, I've just said to him, 
don't be chasing world titles. Just fight and beat who's put in front of you. Just you'll get there eventually. Don't be banging and waiting for six, seven months for world title fight. Whoever they put in front of you, you know, if you're going to be world champion, you'll beat. And look at Atlantic Fox, number one in the WBO, highly rated in in, in America. You know, lost close points to Andrade, boxed halfway through the fight with everything damaged and still got through it. But Liam Williams made him look not relevant at all. Uh, you know, had a great game plan, closed him down, bashed him up and finished him off. And now people in America are taking note. You know, Jared Heard mentioned him, good fighter. And he's, he's making people stand up and listen because when you've been beat, people think you're finished. And it's, you know, it's how you come back. And they're generally the best fighters. And this is a situation with Marrero. He's been beat two or three times. And you learn. You know it's like to be beat. And then you have to learn to come back. And that's what he's done. They're, they're very dangerous fighters. Someone beating fighters. Look at Nazi got beat by Barrera. His next fight against Calvo, or whatever it was, he looked shocking. Then he packed up. He'd lost it all. The, the, the beating of him finished him. And some, you know, with most fighters, it does finish you. But the ones, Johnny Nelson, for example, who come back and come back and come back, eventually they get it right and then they're unstoppable. So that's why it's a dangerous fight for Galahad. But yeah, Liam Williams doing fantastic at the moment. Do you think we'll see Billy Joe Saunders in your gym in the future? Uh, you know, Billy might come in for a workout. He's been up, he's, he's back in Sheffield. I think he's coming to the fight. He, he lives next to Galahad. Uh, he might pop in the gym for a workout. But, you know, Billy's got his, his journey to go on. And, and the system I've got in the gym, he doesn't really cater. Uh, for walking around with one fighter and babysitting them. Do you understand? It's like I don't do that. They all training together, they all bounce off each other. Some fighters need that. You know, Tyson Fury thrived on uh, the attention and the training that Ben Davison gave him. But it's, it's very time consuming and it's like you're with them 24 7. That's not how I train people. For me, this is your job, do your job. I don't want to see you after you've done your job. You think that's what Billy needs then? Maybe, maybe Billy needs somebody to keep on him all the time, but you know, my babies, my babysitting days are over. I did it you know, for, for a lot of fighters, and one of them was Kel Brook. But you know, you can do that for one or two people. It's hard work when you get into your 50s. When I was 20 and 30, it's all part of the job. But you realise. But it's part of the game, and you've got to, you, you know, as a fighter, you know, some people you have to lock them up. We had a fighter years ago who was trained by a fighter called Rick Manners and Leeds, Cole Johansson, yeah. fantastic fighter, but you had to lock him down, you had to keep under locking, and then you let him out for a fight. And, and that's what it was like, and as soon as that system ended, he, he got finished. So every, everybody, you know, fighters need trainers what work for them. And mine works to a certain degree with certain people, but, you know, Billy had great fights against Munro and, and Lemieux, and then went on did his own thing, you know, he's, he's in for some big fights, uh, he's got a big contract with Eddie, and, uh, you know, I think, yeah, Ben's going to do the job for him, he's, he's got a good, you know, relationship with Ben, they understand each other, and sometimes that's what fighters need, it's just not how I do it. And on the music, I have to ask you, video finishing touches being put to the Yeah, we've got a video, we did it in the gym, it's quite good, I'll give you a clip afterwards, have a look at that, and, you know, when it comes out, I might give you the exclusive, uh, see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it's going well. I've got some gigs planned. Uh, it was the anniversary of Brendan's death on the 25th of May. So 23rd of May, we're going to do a gig in Sheffield. Uh, do like a, uh, a sit down with Dominic King on music questions, bit of an evening with me. And then we've got something planned around December, uh, a venue in Sheffield, a big gig with a couple other artists. On. So yeah, it's all moving forward. But you know, first things first, let's get this weekend out of the way. That's the most important thing. Boxing's, you know, Boxing's the game. It's, it's my uh, my main thing, and uh, we've got we've got a tough weekend ahead. Brilliant. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. No